I don't know. That's where I'm stuck now. Is it? Is it fucking worth it? Can I just go find some like it's nine to five nice over to here. job and be happier? I will tell you. <laughs> it's pretty nice. I haven't worked 40 hours in 15 years. <laughs> I go home, I think about nothing work related. Oh, Clock I could out. never. <laughs> I have never. Welcome to We're All Just Faking It. This episode is episode 27. Today we are talking about burnout. With us today we have Blaze, Steph, Braylon, and myself, Dana. So, um, what is burnout? It's a difficult one to pin down, I think. I... Yeah, that's you know, really hard so to funny. put into words. Yeah, we, we talk about burnout a lot, but like what do (laughs) so google says that burnout is according to the world health organization a syndrome resulting from chronic work-related stress or symptoms characterized by feelings of energy depletion or exhaustion but i feel like that if if you're neurodivergent burnout doesn't always have to be work-related stress (laughs) Well, I mean, what is work, though? Work can be several different things. It doesn't necessarily mean, like, literal, like, work, work. Like your day job. Like, content is technically work. Yeah, exactly. Can you get burnt out from your hobbies? I guess if, like, imagine if you were, like, a dancer or something, and you just were, like, doing that all the time, like, I could see how that could lead to burnout. Absolutely. I, I think sometimes burnout's used in a casual sense of like you just get sick of doing the same thing over and over and over. Um, yeah, I mean, I've definitely felt burned out on hobbies. Like I've had stints where I haven't gone in my craft room for two years at a time. The Mayo Clinic also says possible causes of burnout, which I think are really interesting, are a lack of control. So not being able to make your own decisions, unclear job expectations, which that, yeah, that's can be very frustrating, dysfunctional workplace dynamics, um, extremes of activity, like if your uh, work is very monotonous, lack of social support and a work life imbalance, which I feel like that's the number one thing for me is like being out of balance. I mean, balance sounds nice. But I don't know how realistic it is in my world to have a work-life balance. Like a, a what one would consider healthy. Kind of got to take it day by day. So some of the symptoms and like signs of burnout, the physical signs are like feeling tired and drained most of the time, lowered immunity, frequent illnesses, frequent headaches or muscle pain, change in appetite or sleep habits. For emotional signs and symptoms of burnout, it's a sense of failure and self-doubt, feeling helpless, trapped and defeated, detachment, feeling alone in the world, loss of motivation, increasingly um, cynical and um, having a negative outlook, decreased satisfaction and sense of accomplishment, and behavioural signs and symptoms of burnout is withdrawing from responsibilities, isolating from others, procrastinating, taking longer to get things done, using food, drugs, alcohol to cope, taking that frustrations all s- out on others. 
that all sounds like depression to me too like there's so much overlap there what is this a fucking intervention did you guys like coordinate this (laughs) just like i am feeling so so called (laughs) out like the emotional signs and symptoms like every fucking one of those i'm like jesus christ that's me I think if you're thinking about your body, your body will react similarly to, like, different environmental, like, impacts to it. So that would make sense that there would be a crossover, for sure. It's been hard, too. Yeah. Like, in my world, like, it's it's difficult. Are you depressed or are you burned out? Because, like, I spent my 20s as a workaholic. So it's new for me to be burned out on work. So then I just think it's depression. And then I'm like, all right, time to get back into therapy, time to do some self-care, checking in with my shades, which is always good to do. But even then, like, I'm just sick of everything. Tired of it all. Turn it off. The treatment for depression and burnout is actually kind of opposite. Because if you have depression, like at least for me, what works is like getting outside, moving, getting back into a routine, like making sure that I'm doing things. But I feel like when I'm burnt out, it's it's almost the opposite. Like if I'm dealing with burnout, it's like, okay, I need to rest. I need to prioritize like times where I don't have anything to do. Um, I need to make sure I'm like nourishing and eating and taking care of myself. Like two very different scenarios. But yet when you're in it, you're like, is this burnout or am I depressed? Yeah. <laughs> Which one is completely. it? Completely. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah i I, I don't know like looking through ahead. the symptoms i i don't know i don't know is is it burnout is it depression i mean therapy's happening at the end of this month which reminds me i need to fill out my paperwork we're working on our shades so we'll take it day by day on that but for me, <laughs> depression the way that i describe having depression is one a loss of joy with like any activity like doesn't matter what it is the joy is just completely gone and two basic tasks feel incredibly difficult like the thought of showering you're like oh my god that's gonna take me so long my arms are gonna get tired like even brushing your teeth becomes like a hurdle whereas when I'm burnt out I don't notice that as much and it's more so like I want to do the things but I don't have the energy like the the drive is there when I'm burnt out but I just can't. Whereas when I'm depressed, it's like, yeah, no, I'm not doing any of that. There's no same drive. for me. The drive is there, but like, I don't have the energy to do whatever I want to do. Okay. So th- it definitely then sounds like I am more burned out than I am depressed. Cause I still have energy and I'm motivated to do things, but those things are not, you just can't. I, I just like I just I just don't want to. I just yeah. like the the thought of having to do my laundry on my two days off a week that I try very hard to keep to two days off a week is just not fucking happening. That does sound I'm more like depression today. though. After if this podcast, like... I'm working. <laughs> An easy way to kind of look at the difference between burnout and depression is that burnout is um for the most part like work related, if even if that's content or like it is related to what is causing the burnout and obviously depression Uh. is all areas of life so if you're depressed about things or if you're finding yourself um exhausted feeling down reduced performance low self-esteem hopelessness etc etc about everything 
you more than likely are depressed over burnout. Interesting. I really like that. I wonder, so obviously we all know about like autistic or ADHD burnout, which can sometimes be different than regular work burnout that like neurotypical might people might feel, um, which the uh, a website called the Autism Diaries says that um, autistic or ADHD burnout is when your brain becomes so exhausted, so tired of like navigating the world that essentially shuts down, which is a little bit different than like, oh, like Steph's situation, like work is literally burning her out, right? And the lack of balance, like working 60 or 70 hours a week. I don't know how much Steph works. It's a lot. <laughs> Whereas I count myself at 50 now. I feel like I went through more like an autistic ADHD burnout last year because my work was not stressful at all. Granted, I did make like content a little stressful for me, but I feel like it was more so that I... I was just like, I am done trying to figure out how to live and mold myself into like a neurotypical world. My brain was just like, I'm trying too hard to be normal. I need to just let myself be. And it was like, I had to rest a lot. I don't know. I want to get back to the point. Like, I don't know. I want to get back to the point where I was happy to do it, where it wasn't a big deal, where it didn't feel like work. And then you had all of your hobbies on the side and then you could take care of all of your housework at the same time. And I think the only time I ever had that in my life is when I had my ADHD medication. ADHD medication can be helpful. It can be helpful. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. The Mayo Clinic says when it comes to job burnout, if you want to handle it well, It says, evaluate your options. Like, is there something you can do to talk to your boss or supervisor to, like, lessen your workload? Seek support, which you're already doing. Try a relaxing activity. This is really funny. Get some exercise, get some sleep, and practice mindfulness or meditation. (laughs) Which is like, I don't, are those things actually going to help people get over burnout? Is that all it takes? (laughs) I mean, when when you say is that all it takes, I can't sit by myself for five minutes in silence. Like, well, that's that's why you do guided. You don't have to sit in silence. Nobody's out there sitting in silence. It's hard for some people. (laughs) It's like finding the time for the routine. So it's like even like with working out, right? Yeah, you have to make a time for it. Yeah, you have to be able to prioritize it. it. That's all. And if you're already burned out and feeling like you're not doing anything, and one more thing would be overload, then that's even harder to get it started. You got to drop something to start something else, but you got to think of it from the bigger picture. So much easier said than done. Yeah, and that's yeah. where burnout and stress kind of come into play. Where like with stress, you can't pour from an empty cup, and with burnout, you're not gonna get yourself any better if you still have this full um, cup of of workload and and exhaustion from work but I think it's a bit naive to be able to say talk to your boss about like I know (laughs) they don't give a shit I'm like this is on your boss this is definitely through a neurotypical (laughs) lens too like it's just like (laughs) get some sleep Get, get some exercise. Try relaxing. Have you tried just relaxing? Just worry about it. Just, just, like, just worrying. 
just don't do it. The work will be there Monday. Like, no, you don't understand. If I don't do oh it today, gosh. then I have to do it next week. And then something else comes up next week that pushes it out even more. And then I have double the work to do. So no, I'm just going to do it today. <laughs> I go cool. Like co-working streams have helped a lot with like burnout and motivation because it's, I don't know, you get to have a little bit of fun at the same time. Like it feels like you're doing something cheaty cheat, but you're just... It's no different than going to a co-working space and sitting around a bunch of people that you're not talking to. So this is really interesting. The Autism Diary website um, continued on their article on burnout says that uh, neurodivergent people need a specific type of rest. And this is just this person talking, but I feel like it kind of relates to a lot of us too. My brain needs to be happily occupied and stimulated in a calming way. Like we can't, like, I love that. Like it needs, we need to be doing something while we're resting and we need to be calmly stimulating our brains. No, that's totally me because like a lot of times I'll do like three different things at once. Like I'll watch YouTube or TV or Twitch. Then I'll be playing Animal Crossing or something chill on the side. That's the calming thing. And then yes. I may or may not be also scrolling through TikTok. <laughs> I love that. Live <laughs> Literally. Computer up. Literally same. iPad over here. Phone. TikTok. Switch yes. on. I'll be drawing, have an audiobook on, watching a Twitch stream or a movie at the same time. And then I'll also be scrolling some social media here and there on my phone. Reagan gets <laughs> mad at me when we like watch a movie together and I'm like doing other stuff while also oh, yeah. watching it. Yeah. And I'm like, I, would also I, be I need it. <laughs> if we are watching a new movie, we have like a like a no phones, like, you know, like together. It's it's hard sometimes because I'll just get lost. And then I'm like, oh, man. Yep. I, missed I just can't sit through movies for that long. You. you need like multiple fidgets or something. It helps. I, I like to draw. I'm, I can watch a film without like being on my phone. It's in the cinema and I'm just like fully immersed. Oh, in yeah. It. Yes. Got, like, I can do it then. Yeah. And it really like immerses you in it. Whereas like a lot of the movies now, I feel like the sound is shit. <laughs> like it's like super quiet when people are talking, it's really loud when like anything like explosion-y or anything else happens it's really like sensory like yeah good but when you're in the in the cinema and it's all just like around you it's just so nice I love it and it's dark as well (laughs) um one more thing that I think is really cool um this article also says the rest many of us need he's talking or there I don't know their pronouns they're talking about uh, neurodivergent people. The rest many of us need in order to stop a burnout, which lasts months on end, is achieved by acknowledging which activities make us feel good, really good. Um, physical rest won't necessarily help you. Neurodivergent brains aren't built that way. Trust your brain and you will recover so much quicker. So when you're, we're burnt out, we just need to do things that we love, which like Blaze said, is, is sitting and consuming multiple types of media or this person says going to look at plants or like you know whatever your happy thing is go get a treat I love treats like that'll make my day (laughs) which is really interesting because I do feel like we often think we have to physically rest like be at home lounging which oftentimes I am at home lounging but yeah it explains though why when I'm 
have a day where I don't get anything done, I still don't feel rested. Like, I don't feel like, oh, because people are like, oh, well, if you didn't get anything done, then did you rest? And I'm like, no, I didn't either. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I think, like, a lot of people don't really understand, like, that you can not do anything and still not feel, like, rested at all. This is actually saying the opposite. This is saying you need to do things that make you happy. And that is yeah. your way of resting. Like, don't just do nothing. <laughs> yeah. Do something that brings you joy. Outlet. For me, like as much as I'd love to turn art into a full-time career, I also know better than to make it feel like work because the second my artwork starts to feel like work, I completely lose interest in it. I do not grind at I my used hobby. to be like that with streaming. I, I always had this thing where I was like, I can't make it feel like work because the second it feels like work, I'm out of there. Like, <laughs> I won't want to do it anymore. I don't anymore. need another job. <laughs> Didn't we just have this conversation, Braylon, me and you, like, last week? Yes. Because you texted me about streaming-related stuff, and I was like, D uh, are you sure you didn't just burn yourself out? Yes, we did talk about that, and I definitely did burn myself out uh, by trying to cover more of our expenses with content last year. I just, like, went way too hard in the paint. But I feel like I had no other choice. <laughs> and I it was I was successful, but at what cost? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not sustainable long term. No. It's not. So there was a TikTok I saw that burnout recovery can be like three to five years, which is Could. just not motivating at Potentially. all. Potentially. I've like, always heard like two. Yeah, like Google says it could be three months to a year. I think your burnout is kind of dependent on a lot of factors. Mm -hmm. And I think like having control over your situation is what can help control burnout the most. Because then at yeah. least if you have control over your situation, it's not so much the worrying of like the unknown. When was the first time you guys experienced burnout? Do you remember? Because I like have a vivid memory. I think it was the pandemic for me. I kind of started realizing that it's just the world is kind of fucked. And it just kind of went downhill from there. Oh, completely, completely. I it was I don't know what it was about the pandemic, but I just kind of lost passion for my industry. And maybe it's because I saw how much money this industry was bringing in and it, it just, it rubs me the wrong way that in some companies in cannabis, it really is profits over patients and it should never be. It, it, like, I understand that you're a business and you have to make money, but like when gas is over $5 a gallon, people don't really give a fuck about buying weed. Like you have to make it affordable and easily accessible. Like you have to be a not a hindrance to the community but something beneficial my and it's just like uh my first burnout was in college and i was in a sorority i was working at a restaurant like seven days a week seven shifts a week so sometimes i'd work like a double and i was taking a full slew of classes like 16 credits or something like that and my sorority like had a shit ton of stuff going on because it was the first year and then Literally, I was like, oh, and I ran an internship. I was in charge. Me and one other girl were in charge of 34 interns. It was crazy. I don't know how I did all of this at once, but it was the first time I learned in my life that like that I can do that really successfully 
in small bursts and it's going to murder me. Like, I can't handle that many things. That is being spread too thin. Even though I was doing it and I was really successful, at, I got to a breaking point and then I had to quit my job and quit the internship and almost quit my sorority. And it was, I had to do like a whole 180 to like save myself. And um, it was a really valuable life lesson to be like, okay, we can't ever do that again. And I feel like ever since then, I, I haven't pushed myself to that upper limit ever because it, it just was exhausting. I crashed. And it took me, I would say, two years or more to get out of that funk. Two years. What did what did you do in the two years that you worked towards getting out of that funk? Was it just consistency of setting boundaries and limitations? No, because I didn't even know what that was at the time. Nobody talked about boundaries. This was like 2013, 2012. <laughs> and so I just uh, basically just said no to everything. I like went the total 180 and like didn't do anything. I took it like very low key. I think... Okay. It's so funny to me hearing that, like, the first time you've recognized it was in college because the first time I recognized that I was burned out was in high school. Oh, my gosh. What? Because I, I was doing marching band. I was doing Girl Scouts. I had school. This was probably senior year, so I was preparing to go to college and stuff like that. And... um. My Girl Scout troop was raising money to go to London, so I was busy practically, like, every weekend because of it, plus school on top of that. It was just a lot, and I I could tell I was burned out for sure. <laughs> and then, um, it was just, it was so much. Hey, what did you do and after? <laughs> did you even call it burnout or because do you know what i used to told myself i was like i spread myself too thin that's what i remember telling myself i think i can't I think spread myself same. that thin again if you're spreading yourself too thin you're more okay maybe you're it's not the same out. thing but you're going to get burned out so yeah. it's gonna lead into it but like burnout well, wasn't um, a thing you weren't like i burnt out because like i feel yeah, like no, people just like i spread that. myself too thin yeah but I did know what burnout was at that point. Did you have um, like a crash? Like, did you have to quit anything or did you just like push, I push didn't like graduated? that year. I did push through until I graduated. But when I got to college, I didn't do marching band at all. Like I completely quit nice. marching band because I was like, I need some time to relax and not deal with the stress of marching band plus school and everything else on top of it. Yeah. I think for me, the reason why it happened to me in college was because I wasn't an overachiever in high school, <laughs> so I didn't do anything. I was just chilling, and I had no responsibilities, but then I got to college, and I was like, oh, I'm going to do 99,000 things and apply for this, and I want this on oh, my resume, yeah. and this is going to look good, and yeah. I tried really hard not to burn myself out in college because of it. See, you and knew. You had some prior knowledge. You were like, I did. I had some prior knowledge. <laughs> I didn't do much in college for that reason. Because I had spread myself so thin for like 10 years and previous schooling that I was like, nope, we're not doing it now. But you and then, of course, I, I did foresight. double major. So I, I kind <laughs> of probably... did spread myself a little bit too thin. But 
not in the same way. You probably. Oh man, knew, I wish though. I had that foresight. I just like, went, you went, had went, 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 went. Yeah, I had more fun because of it. I definitely had more fun. So, like my freshman year of college, I did not have fun. I had fun, but it was at the expense of like my health and well-being. So at the end of the day, it wasn't really fun. Um, and then sophomore year, I was like overachiever. Let's do all the things, burnt myself out. And then the last three years of college, I was just like lazy stoner who scraped by <laughs> and got like C's and D's in art school. And I graduated and it was like awesome and fun. <laughs> my last two years of college were the hardest because I had, I think I was taking like 21 hours or something oh. like that, which meant I had to get like, I had to sign a waiver saying, yeah, this is a lot of hours, but <laughs> I, I have good grades. So they let me do it. Wow. That's crazy. That's encouraging burnout. It is. I, I don't recommend anyone to do what I did. But I got through it, and we're good. <laughs> I just like, I didn't know burnout was a thing in my 20s, and I just kind of like had the mindset, like very boomer mindset, um, that if I put in the work now, then it'll pay off in the end later. And all I you... did was earn myself like shit boundaries in my 30s. Oh my gosh. Okay, slight sidetrack, but did you know that they're technically some like you know how we have like all the generations? There's people that like study them and all this. People have split the millennials into two different groups, subsects. And it's ones like you, Steph, who like are like, I'm gonna hustle. I'm gonna work my ass off and I'm gonna I'm gonna get all the things that I deserve. And the other group is like more like me and like a little bit lazier, the more like not not hustly group. Isn't that interesting? Well, I, I mean, it's like, I don't, I, I think it's also like what you surround yourself with too. So like, there's nothing wrong with being the other type of millennial who just doesn't no. want to put in all of the grind, like nothing at all. I'm not Never any shade But I'm surrounded back. by grinders all day at work, like entrepreneurs and badass people doing all kinds of cool stuff. And I'm still like, have fun with that. You enjoy. I'm, I'm surrounded by people that like want to put in like the the minimal amount of time and enjoy their life to the fullest and I see the value in that and I would also love that but at the same time like I can't do both I can't have like my work environment and surround myself with people that are not hustling like I'm trying to change that and it's like I posted on Twitter the other day who else fucking works more than 50 hours and nobody week? answered you and nobody no my circle <laughs> is my circle is not my my circle is no. people like you, Braylon. You've, yeah. you've introduced me to your circle, and I need another circle. You want to be friends? I need to Actually, know I more. have a few hustler friends I can introduce you to that are like doing Please. cool stuff and and I, you know, yes, business, Please. business, business. We don't even have to talk. Just come sit in a Discord call with me while we both work on a Sunday. <laughs> I think I'm like a weird mix of the two. Like I have I have that drive, but I also refuse to spend more than like a certain amount of hours with work. You have good boundaries. I try. And that's the pandemic changed that about me. Like giving your life to a fucking corporation is not it's not the vibe. They don't give a fuck about you. 
I, but I, I don't feel like that has to be the case everywhere. I feel like that's company specific. And the company I was working with at the time through the pandemic did not give a fuck. I think the reason I'm like this is because my mom is like super like hustle and my dad is very like chill. So I'm literally the best of both worlds. (laughs) And I'm the way I am. And actually, it's really funny because all three of my sisters and I, well, there's three of us all together. I said that weird. The three of us, none of us are very like hustle hustly, like at all. We're all like, how can I work the least and make the most amount of money? Like that is the goal. Work as little as possible while maximizing the amount of money I can make. Because my parents fucking started a business in our garage when I was 12 and my sisters were in their teens and they worked all day and then came home and worked all evening for like a gazillion years and on weekends. And I think me and my sisters were like, fuck that. I am not doing that. That looks terrible. That doesn't look fun. No, thank you. We'll take the easy road, please. (laughs) My dad has to like reverse psychology my mom into actually chilling. (laughs) Yes, I don't think my mom will ever retire. There is no way that (laughs) woman is ever going to stop working. But I mean, that's where she she derives her value from that, right? Like, yeah, no, I, I feel like I'm the same way. And she kicks my ass. My self worth is directly rate, related to my job. So when my job is not going that. well, I feel like I'm a failure in all aspects, and it makes every well, other. There part might of be my something wrong suffer. with that, but oh, <laughs> I don't I think. Need therapy. I need professional help. Let's not pretend like that is healthy. Getting worth <laughs> from your job is there's anything wrong with that? But getting all of your worth from your job, obviously that you're more worthy than what you provide at your work i agree. i'd love to believe that but the job pays for everything else so <laughs> if i want to craft on the weekends i need the job to pay for the craft supply but don't you feel like you kind of become an opposite product of what you were raised by like my parents um, were like really go-getters and we're all like eh we're good i will See be what honest that looks like I- I don't know my mom very well, and my dad was just, like, on drugs, and his was just, like, the illegal hustle. So, like, that, my work ethic comes The illegal from, like, hustle? The illegal hustle. My oh, my dad had some, some tricks. Some good work like, ethic? He, he told me about, like, back in the day, you'd be able to, like, buy a TV off, like, the shelf and just replace it with a different one you found in the dumpster and, like, no one checked. Or if you just had the confidence, you could just walk out with the TV. No one's gonna stop you. Back if in you the walked 80s out like and bought 90s, it. things were very <laughs> low key, very Max. different. Um, yes. So he was all about like the hustle strategy. But my work ethic comes from like being in foster care and work being the one thing that I could go to where no one bothered me where I was gonna go. Like because I was going to work and I was making money from that, and that money was directly going to get me out of the foster care system. So it was all plans on how I was gonna live on my own and being emancipated. And that just continued. And now yeah, that, that I'm stable sense. and in my it's 30s and married. Product of your environment. Yeah. I want to live my life a little bit. But the career path that I went down through that hustle demands more of my time, more of my energy, more of everything. So as long as you feel like balance. it's a, a worthy trade-off. Like you probably, know. honestly, just like guessing, I would imagine that like your salary is probably double mine. But like I work like 32 hours a week. My job is very chill. It's like super low key. There is no stress. But like that's worth it to me. Big time. Like super important because I don't have that chip that you have. 
Like if I had your job, I, I would last like two days. If I had Blaze's <laughs> job, I would last like two days. Dana's job, I probably would only last like two or three days as well. <laughs> that's uh, that's the hard part. How do you know that it's worth it? And how do you, you know? You get to decide. Like, you choose. I don't know. I don't know. That's where I'm stuck now. Is it? Is it fucking worth it? Can I just go find some like it's nine to five nice piece of fucking job and be happier? <laughs> I will tell you. It's pretty nice. I haven't worked 40 hours in 15 years. <laughs> I come home, I think about nothing work related. Oh, Clock I could out. never. <laughs> I have never. Sometimes I do get phone calls and stuff, but that's about it. And I don't mind helping people. That's fun. But yeah. I know. That's why I want to surround myself with people that are like, you know, on the hustle grind. Because then it's, yeah. it's, I'm jealous, Bray, and I don't like feeling jealous. <laughs> it's a I shitty mean, feeling. Moments where I'm jealous of you too. Like, how nice would it be to just be able to buy things without having to like budget super hard to just have Finan money in your account? Yeah, like I was gonna say financial <laughs> security for me is really important. Same. That's a that's a huge thing for a lot of people, and, and it I'm keeps like me happy. <laughs> I'm like, money comes, money goes. Let it flow. It's all gonna come to me. I don't care. I don't like. I was, <laughs> yep. I was talking to my husband about that. Like, I think I don't think I'll ever be able to get away from this because I like money. Yes, yeah, even my hobbies, I monetize them. I monetize yeah. the fuck out of them. I got a whole fucking website monetizing my shit. <laughs> and Your also, like, I'm. I'm thinking now, like, if I made less than what I make now, Reagan would not be able to go to school and be able to, like, solely focus on that. We would, he would have to have a job right now. But we do have some financial security. Well, isn't it maybe. really? <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> isn't it really rewarding to be able to support, like, your family unit? because mm -hmm. i was got thrown into the breadwinner position and my whole life i was like no way i'll ever be the breadwinner like i was like i don't want that no way i'm never gonna like be a hustler see i've known this about myself for so long because my parents i've always just been like uh-uh not not doing that <laughs> so it was pretty crazy to like have that experience for a while to be like i'm supporting the whole house and all the cars and all the things is me. That's kind of cool, I thought. My so mom has always made more money than my dad. So part of me was always like, I want to be the one that makes the most money. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I never really thought about it. It's always just been make enough to survive. And I've had some pretty lucky breaks. And... I just try to maintain that same work ethic through it. I I need to be better about saving. But then again, I'm also the kind of person like I can't take that shit with ending. me to the grave. Who cares? About Enjoy saving. your fucking money. Open the goddamn bottle of wine. Who gives mm -hmm. a shit? Smoke the good weed. <laughs> That's my philosophy too. Live your life. You could die tomorrow. Are you gonna be sad that you didn't do the things that you Yeah, you know, no, you didn't light your fancy candle and <laughs> Yeah. We did get a will in place, though. So just in case something did happen, we do have a will. Thank you, in-laws, for making that happen. Very, very smart people. Do you guys have any warning signs that you're going to be burnt out? Or does it just hit you all of a sudden? You're like, oh, no. Um, The 
For me, it's when I'm not looking forward to starting a work task or project. That's when I can tell. When I'm just like, oh, another fucking day. Didn't I just do one of these yesterday and the day before and the day before and the day before? <laughs> yeah, I know. So I'm going to get burned out when I start to not want to do anything related to work. That's that's when I know. Because for me, I feel like I don't know what my like tells are yet. Because um, the other last time I remember getting very much so burnt out. And my burnout is always related to content. Because I, I don't have anybody to manage me. So I'm left in my own devices. And I am not very good at like, like I work in like massive stints. Like I like, do way too much work and then I get burnt out and I have to do nothing. And then I do way too much work because I get excited and then I get burnt out. It's like this crazy levels you go through. But I vividly remember last year I made it a goal because I'm in the Instagram Reels bonus program. I wanted to hit like the maximum level. So I made a deal that I was going to post four videos on TikTok a day, every day for a whole month. <laughs> and at the end of the month, I luckily had a vacation um, that was scheduled. So I posted those four videos every day. It was like, I don't know, how many videos is that? 125 or something? It was ridiculous. I didn't know one month. Went on vacation, came back, was like, yeah, I can't. That's not going to be working. I don't think I can make a single video for, I like, I need like six months off. Like, but I didn't realize, like, I was all set when I was on vacation. I was like, all right, when we get back, we're going, we're starting again. We're doing, like, it didn't hit me until I, like, sat down and went to make a video and was like, my, I can't do this. (laughs) Do you think you could go through that if you knew that, like, it would be one month of creating all the content possible, but then you create content for the next month as well and then stagger it out. So instead of four videos a day, you did two videos a day and then you could like on and off, on and off. Honestly, I since that time, there was a Sunday, like what I would do is I would sit down and I would make like 22 videos in a day. I don't know how to do that anymore. That, that skill is gone for now. <laughs> so we'll see i don't know i'm still recovering it's and you want it to be enjoyable right yeah the reason i do it is for fun yeah so i took like like, one commission but it's a sec the second it feels like grinding in my hobby i'm like i don't want to do this anymore i'm good next what what's got serotonin in it (laughs) yes yes exactly if it if it's not fun, I'm like, why am I doing this? Like content literally for me is a hobby that's supposed to be really fun and enjoyable. So it's like, I don't want to force myself. So I just follow the energy. But like I said, my energy, I like get really excited and get a bunch of ideas and do all this stuff. And then I burn myself out because I go too hard in the paint. But it's so fun and so dopamine rewarding that I, I want to go hard in the paint. I like want to give it my all for a week. But then I'm like, uh, brain juices are empty. So do you think it's a trick or like a training to like enjoy that long term? Or do you think we're just burning ourselves out and just just is it like ignorance and knowing how to do it long term or what I tell myself when I'm like in one of those modes where I'm like, oh, I want to create videos right now. And I sit down and I have like all these ideas and I get really excited about it. 
I'm like, just enjoy this right now because it's not going to last. And you're going to go back to the period where you go, I hate making videos. This is the worst thing ever. And you just don't do it. But I do yeah. like motivation. Motivation is a like fickle fuck. Me with TikTok. I hit it super hard for like two yes. months. And then I've been off for two months because I cannot think of a single content. I know. So I feel you so much. It's it's just I am in like the same boat. ChatGPT has honestly been a godsend for that for me. I've been posting, you know, more videos than ever, but I threw the prompt into ChatGPT. Like, if I don't feel like having my face on camera, what are like 10 art related ideas that I can post on TikTok and like Instagram? And it spit them out. And I can share it with you guys. I'll throw it in the Discord, but I have like, a hundred ideas for a video content creation related to art. Let me go grab it. I'm going to throw it in discord really quick. Um, later who I use for work to schedule our Instagram now has AI caption writing and it's so good. I like wanted to cry because I absolutely hate writing captions for Instagram. It's like the worst thing in the world. And I used their tool, their AI, and I was like, okay, I'm never not using this. This is fabulous. But then it made me realize, is all the content on the internet at some point just going to be AI generated and we're all just going to be consuming the content created by machines? And it made me feel weird. Yeah. That's fine with me. AI, the whole AI stuff makes me feel weird. I don't know. I mean... To me, it's just, it's just, it's the same thing as like when you see content on the internet from companies, you know that it was a collaborative effort of like 12 individuals. That's just as fair as someone putting that into AI. None of it can be done by a single person. Why not get help and resources? Like AI to me is accessibility. And for as long as you're putting that content out there and you're being honest about like, if, especially with like AI art, if you're being forthcoming that this is AI generated art. You already have to be a smart cookie to know how to code that in the first place. You have to have the the know-how to like use that as a resource and a tool. Googling is a resource. Like that's that's a skill set. Not everybody knows how to Google. The problem oh the problem with like AI art specifically <laughs> is that it it like the art that it takes from, it's not necessarily, like, the per the artist didn't necessarily sign off for it to be used. I mean... So, from an ethical standpoint, it's, I don't know. I'm on the fence about it right now. I get that. But what if you are, like, in a public space, and you're walking down the street, and you see, like, a mural, and it inspires you in a way to make your own mural... Do you credit that person? I mean, I would. Like, is that, does that, I don't know if that happens. In like, if some you're like way, inspired by, you know, but what if it was like multiple things? You walked around Paris for a day and like saw it, went to a bunch of museums. If it's multiple things, you know? yeah, that's different. You don't it's not what necessarily the AI have doing. to credit. <laughs> is it the, well, the AI, AI is a walk around the internet and like looking and getting inspiration? I don't know. I just kind of don't know if it's the same. I guess the AI difference, though, is it's actually using the images. Yeah. Is it? Or is it, like, just thinking of them and then creating its own image? It's... It depends with, how it's coded. How it's working. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's with wild. AI art, it has to take examples. But it's, like, 
collages would then be under fire. Collages can be made using AI with a bunch of images fed into it. Like, I, I see your point completely and entirely, but we're still in the very early and beginning stages of AI and how it's going to contribute to society. And I'm, I'm all yeah. for embracing that technology. I'm it's, for it's embracing shitty don't now. Get me wrong. It'll get better. Yeah. <clears throat> I, um, I saw this uh, TikTok the other day that said um, that when you're younger and, like, um, not just neurodivergent people, but, like, more... It, it happens more to neurodivergent people that like when your parents ask you to do something and you can't do it like you just physically cannot like do it and then like your parents like shout or scream at you or like do some kind of punishment and then you do it they think in their head that you've always been able to do it but what you learn is that you have to be under immense stress or pressure to be able to do things and I feel like that um kind of doesn't help people with burn like with burnout because if you think you can't do something then you put yourself under immense stress or pressure to do that um you're just you're just like pushing yourself into burnout essentially you're you're just like walking straight into it and it's something that is very hard to unlearn when like in your formative years that's how you've been like brought up to um to do things like if you like you don't know anymore your limit you don't know like you can't trust that when you say okay this is me done now because you're always being pushed beyond that point that you the, the where that point is is very like um blurred I would say so with burnout as an adult I would say um that kind of plays into it a bit as well with um with not knowing where that limit is anymore because you're just constantly being pushed beyond that limit like one week your boss might say hey can you take on this um this week I just need um someone else to take this on and you take that on but then it ends up being okay now I'm going to give you something else and something else and like for instance where I work someone leaves and what happens is you take on a couple of their roles like their roles get spread around no one fills that position and you then just end up taking on more work I have got out of the people that have left since I started working at my company I've worked there for almost seven years um I have taken on job roles from about four different people who have left and I've not been compensated for it because that's just how things work these days and how are you gonna tell me that like I should be able to work and do like the work of say three extra people I there's like three departments that I run solely by myself <laughs> you know like and there's a point where you just that line just keeps getting more and more blurred because you take on more and more stuff and eventually you're like okay I'm okay with this I can I can work to this point but really you're just pushing yourself further and further to to burn out really that's definitely like the a cyclical cycle for sure yeah and it's so interesting that you say that because it really makes a lot of sense because I feel like a lot of people who are neurodivergent do say like well I work really well under pressure or like I really work really well when like the deadline is approaching or when, when I'm under this like stressful situation I like work better and it's interesting to think about that that could be caused by being partly by being put in those situations as a child mm -hmm. by your parents 
definitely I think a lot of parents as well um they think like well sometimes you have to just punish your kids to get them to do stuff or some you know sometimes kids just don't want to do stuff and like they forget it's like with um with eating as well just as like a an easy kind of analogy to use like picky kids like if some if a kid said they didn't like mushrooms you'd be like oh they don't know what they they don't know what they like and you like try and force them to eat mushrooms but if an adult said oh yeah i i don't like mushrooms i don't I don't eat them uh, somehow that is more acceptable than a child saying that they don't like it even though both those people both an adult and a child both understand whether they like eating something or not i'm not saying in the cases of everything where children say they don't like stuff and they don't even try it and stuff but i haven't liked bananas or mushrooms since I was little and I'm now like an, an adult an adult you know and I still don't like those things but like why should I be taken more seriously now than I was back then and it's like that with um with like an adult saying oh I don't have time to do that right now or I can't do that right now somehow is taken more seriously than like when when a child or even a teenager says like I don't have time for that right now or I can't take on that that like role right now because it's too much for me and we just seem to ignore it or more often yeah. we do anyway there's very little um grace especially given to kids and I know we talk about it a lot as adults like oh you know I used to hate cauliflower when I was a kid but now I love it like your taste buds fucking change you grow and change as a human being and it's it, it and that it, it that's it that's crazy that's crazy that we impress our generational values on younger generations expecting them to act and do the same things when it's not the same world that they're growing up in <clears throat> nope. i also want to add for like neurodivergent people but also i'm going to assume neurotypical i don't know many of those <laughs> types of people <laughs> but um like the the more you kind of push yourself the more likely you are to make yourself ill and then the more often you do that you can give yourself um a chronic illness um you can fuck up your whole body doing that it's like really I think it it needs to take, be taken more seriously than it is in the world they're like people just say oh yeah I'm burnt out um but then like they feel better afterwards so then they just like carry on the cycle and then they get burnt out again they don't actually look into what is causing that burnout and how to kind of prevent it in the future because um if we keep constantly pushing ourselves and pushing ourselves we're just gonna end up being um really ill a lot i try really hard to not push myself to that point like i try to really like be aware of what the signs are that I'm going to be burned out and like I try to stop it as soon as I do see the signs now every now and then I do have to just kind of push through it and just get through it but when I do that I usually like take some time off after to to try and balance myself out you have to think of it like how athletes, like high-tier athletes, would treat their body, right? They're going to push themselves, but they know their limits. And if they have a really hard day, they're always going to rest and recover. Like, you know, like in that, like we have to kind of do the same thing, but with our more focus on our brains. <laughs> we can push ourselves, but we have to know our limits. And if we do decide to push ourselves to those upper limits, we need to make sure that we rest and recover and that it's not prolonged. I- my favorite quote lately i i made it up i'm sure i heard it somewhere but even machines need maintenance 
why why on earth would you think as a biodegradable human sack of flesh that you would not need maintenance but yet you update your computer you shut it off at night to give your parts like a little bit of a rest you make sure it's got plenty of ventilation and adequate like heating and <laughs> cooling excuse me <laughs> that's a good analogy as well I, do we want to share oh did you have something else I was just going to say, I'm really struggling at the moment because at work, our resources are so low. And uh, one of my colleagues in my department is now um, kind of like half in my department and half in another department now, like during the week. So it just makes it like more work for me. And the other day they were like, oh, you worry too much. Um, And um, like, it's okay. Like it always gets done anyway. So like, don't, don't like stress about it. And I was like, it always gets done because I do it. Like, what would I'm happen if you just didn't? It doesn't get done because I've delegated stuff to them. <laughs> and this week, I found so many things that just weren't done that I delegated the last couple of weeks that I've had to do this week. So, yeah, it's one of those things where people say, like, kind of lessen your workload a bit. But, like, sometimes your reality is that you you can't at the time. Um I mean, I've mentioned it to my manager. Um, he said we just will muddle through, um, which means that I'm doing maybe everything. muddling through for you is oops, sorry, those five tasks didn't get done. And, yeah, oops, I just, I'm so sorry. Adopt your process. Really trying to adopt the like um, the lack of planning on your part does not necessitate an emergency on mine. Yes, yes. The amount of times people like email and like they want stuff done like immediately, I'm like no. <laughs> I'm proud of <laughs> you for that. Um, like you just can't expect that from people. Um, so I think even just adopting that will help with burnout a little bit for people. Do we want to share how we faked it? Um, I mean, I feel like I need to work on it, but it's just been when things aren't agreeable or when I'm feeling shut out, I just kind of throw up my hands and say, okay, whatever you want to do. It's reminding myself that I am paid to do a job and not necessarily to have an opinion sometimes. Um, I'll, I'll go. Um, I don't think I really faked it this past week until I don't know I wouldn't say I faked it like I'm anxious about next week but I think I've been pretty open about that so I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm faking it you're embracing it yeah I'm trying as best as you can (laughs) yeah because otherwise I'm just gonna cry so it's either lay out healthy or or not sometimes crying is healthy too that is true you, you gotta I, yeah i didn't mean out <laughs> i didn't mean to say that crying isn't healthy but yeah it's an emotional release no no not at all i i just meant like yeah. sometimes do it <laughs> mm-hmm. sometimes you i need cried to. three times last week <laughs> <laughs> crying isn't bad i don't think that i faked it really the last two weeks either I have been feeling super low energy but like I've still been having really good days from like my gratitude journal helps me a lot to like see the good in each day 
And maybe that's faking it. I don't know. I don't think so, though. Um, Not a physical journal. Can you share that? Like, do you do your gratitude first thing in the morning? I would like to get into practicing gratitude. And yeah. I'm just like, I forget. It's I called the five-minute journal. And it's six questions in the morning and six questions in the evening. It takes me maybe 45 seconds each time I do it. Okay. And I, I do like it every that. day and every night. And if I forget to do it during the day, oh. I do it as soon as I get home from work. And then if I forget to do it the night before, I do it right when I wake up. But I keep it on my nightstand with a pen. Got it. So it's just right, always on my idea. nightstand. But yeah, I love it because you have to write down three things that you're grateful for every day. And you can't just write like my family, <laughs> like my house, like every day. Obviously, you have to like think of different things. So it like makes you really dig deep. And sometimes I'm like my comfy clothes, like, you know, what, what are you grateful for? There's a million things. Um, and then it makes you write down what's three things that could happen today that would make today great. And usually for me, that's like really good food or good conversation or outside time, nice weather, a chat with someone at work, like, you know, and so you have to really think about like when you write those down you like you go do them and then you're like oh I have a nice day so it's it's really cheesy and helpful but I love it <laughs> I mean guided prompts are probably the answer because then you're just staring at a blank page and you're not really quite sure what to do well it's the same and every day trying so you to get do it electronically good at it. yeah it's not working I do love the pen and paper too it's very necessary for me it's just better I think for something like this it would be perfect thank you Dana or Steph, did you guys want to share how you faked it this week? Oops, I did. Oh, you Steph did it already? She's the first one. Oops. Yeah. Why do I always forget you? <laughs> I'm um, sorry. I've been really struggling these last two weeks. Last week I was ill, which I think in the podcast last week, you can tell my voice is like not great. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, obviously, um, I sound better today. So. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I've just been like struggling with like stress and just like running out of time and stuff. So I feel like every day that I'm not just like screaming or crying is a day that I'm faking it, you know? <laughs> so yeah, I'm just trying to uh, fake it till I make it at the moment. Fake it till you make it. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be me this upcoming week. It's going to be all faking it until Thursday. You got this. <laughs> you got this. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening in. We hope you found some value. Join us on Discord to access resources mentioned in each episode and find your people. Follow us on social media and tune into our next episode, Sick New World. How has the pandemic affected us? Bye. 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 Bye.